You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Hey you guys, Dr. Laura Mock here. You might have noticed things are looking and sounding different over here. I've rebranded the podcast. Now it's simply called Love Your Practice. As a life coach, I know how to teach you to love your practice, to be the best leaders that you can. And when you do that, you're going to love your life too. So listen in. It's still the same old me in there. And I'm just going to keep on trying to make your life better over here. We'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I'm so happy that you have decided to tune in with me today because I have some very, very helpful information for any female dental practice owner or really even anyone who owns a business at all. And I just, did you guys know that I fantasize about how I can help you more? (laughs) It's so dorky, but so true. Like, Last night I was laying in bed awake. It was 1 a.m. and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get out of bed. And I made some tea and I literally wrote the script of this podcast episode while I was sipping on my lemon tea at 3 (laughs) a.m. Well, that's when I finished at 3 a.m. But it's a really important subject and I am so excited. I don't even know how to express to you how much of a difference this single episode could make in your life. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about directing your feelings towards your baby, as in your practice, okay? So what we're going to do is I'm going to teach you the initial steps for how to learn how to love your practice, okay? So now I need to go back in time. And if you listen to this podcast a lot, I'm sorry if this sounds like a repeat, but it's really important. So I just want to say a couple things. You know, when I was first introduced to dentistry, I was a dental assistant. And from my perspective, the dentist had it pretty easy. They just sort of sauntered into the room when I had already set everything up. And then they greeted the patient and the patient was happy to see them. And they sat down and did their drilling thing and then got back up and I did the rest of the work. That was literally what I thought it was like to be a dentist. And so when I decided to go to dental school, I was like, I'm going to do this hard stuff now. I'm going to go to dental school so that I can be walking down easy street once I own a practice. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. I could not have been more wrong about what owning a practice was really like. And looking back, I think I realized that what was happening was I was seeing the dentist's life through mostly the eyes of the patient because I was seeing the calm, caring presence that the dentist put on for the patient. So I didn't see anything that was happening underneath the surface because I wasn't with the dentist when they were doing payroll or when they were um, calling the patients after hours or when they were doing their continuing education and learning how to do all those fancy things that they do. So what happened when I actually bought a practice was that I got some unpleasant surprises. I got to the point with my practice before I really had a direction for it where I was too busy 
I was trying to solve everyone else's problems, doing favors, you know, doing uh, procedures that I didn't really want to do, or um, accommodating team members' special requests for their schedules, and I was creating a toxic void of power just from my lack of leadership, from my lack of vision. And that toxic void of power made it unpleasant for everybody to work there, including myself. I have so many memories of driving up to the work building and then sitting in the parking lot in my car and just like doing deep breaths and putting on my happy face before I went inside. And in a lot of ways, I felt like a prisoner of my practice because I had bought it and I had this debt and this obligation and these employees who I, I paid every, every month, but I didn't really feel like being there. I had to be there because of the commitments that I had made before. So what I want to do, if this is sounding familiar to you, keep listening in because the first thing that I'm going to do in this uh, tutorials, I'm going to teach you what not to do. And these are things that I did that I have learned what not to do if you're trying to change how you feel about your practice, if you're trying to love it, okay? First of all, don't think that buying a new piece of equipment is going to change how you feel. Now, bear with me for a minute because that might not pop into your brain, but that's what the salespeople who are selling expensive technology are using against you without your understanding or knowledge is that they're going, well, if you buy this thing, then this is going to happen. And what they're implying with that is that once you get to that higher level of production or higher level of, um, of care, then you will not feel this worried feeling anymore or the stressed feeling like this equipment is going to change how you're feeling about your practice. Um, no, sorry, that's not how it works. Speaking from a very experienced dentist and a trained life coach. Buying a new piece of equipment is not going to make you feel any better at all. Neither is trying to learn or learning to do a new thing. It's the same concept. We sign up for a thing because we think once we have the production from that new service that we're offering that then we will feel better about our practice. Also in this category is spending $75,000 on consulting. Okay, now I'm not saying that any of those things are bad for your practice or good. A lot of times it is good. I've spent money on all three of those things and been very glad. But even with those consultants, a lot of times what they're doing is they're helping you see what you're unhappy with and implying that you're going to be happier once you make the changes they recommend. But again, not how it works, not how nature set up your thoughts and feelings cascade. Here's one more. Spending a bunch of money on marketing to increase your new patient flow. <laughs> this one is one of my biggest mistakes because I don't need any new patients. I have patients coming out of my ears, but I've been convinced in the past to spend all of this money on trying to get the new ones because in my mind, when the new patients come, then everything else will fall into place and I'll finally be happy. So what all of these things have in common is that we're, we're spending big money to change our practice. But I am here to teach you as 
a certified life coach. If you don't change the way you see your practice, the way you think about your practice, the way you envision it can be and is right now, you could improve it a thousand percent. You could have all the fancy equipment and know all the things and be placing your own all on fours and your own full mouth reconstructions and all these things. But if you don't change the way you think about your practice, you won't love it. And conversely, and this is the thing that I want to tell you that can rock your world. And I want you to know, I believe what I'm about to say 100%. You can love your practice exactly the way it is right now with only changing that one thing. And that is how you look at it. And if you change how you feel, if you actually love your practice, if you literally cannot wait to get there in the morning, if you're fantasizing about how to make your practice in the middle of the night better, okay, let me re-say that sentence. If you're fantasizing about how to make your practice better in the middle of the night because you are so excited, what would change simply because you love your practice? So let me just review the concept that I just explained to you. Many times we dentists buy expensive things for our businesses, not because the thing has a good return on investment, but because we are trying to feel better about our practices. We buy equipment, continuing education, business consulting, and why are we doing it? Because it's a symptom of our worry. You see, when we have an urge to buy something, it's because of how we think we will feel when we own the thing. So I want you to think, go back to the last time that you made a big purchase for your practice. What did you imagine you would feel once you owned the thing or got trained on the thing? Was it relief? Was it pride? Was it excitement? So I'm trying to help you see that we're trying to reach that collection amount or that skill level or that, um, that pinnacle of whatever it is so that we can feel pride in what we are offering or feel safer from the bills or good enough. But spending money on all of those things only magnifies the problem because no amount of, of CE or standard operating procedures lists or spreadsheets will help you feel what you want to feel because that's not where emotions come from. Emotions don't come from changing your circumstances. And I'm not saying whether spending the money on that stuff is good or bad. I'm saying if your goal is to feel different, then I can help you, okay? And you can literally love your practice the way it is right now. And I'm gonna go over some of the initial steps, not the whole thing, because I don't have time for all of it today, but even if you just pay attention to these initial steps to how to change how you're feeling about your practice, You'll be well on your way and way ahead of your peers who don't listen to this podcast and much better positioned to not waste your money on things because you're trying to feel better, okay? So the first step, step number one, get a piece of paper if you aren't driving. I want you to close your eyes and ask yourself how you feel about your practice right now. I want you to name it, a one-word emotion how do you feel? And then I want you to describe 
describe how that feeling, that sensation feels in your body. Every emotion that you have has physical sensations that are attached to it. So what are the physical sensations that you are feeling right now? And I want you to just look at it and describe it. And sit with that feeling for a minute. Because I don't want you to feel afraid of this emotion anymore. I want you to really look in its eyes and say, yes, this is what I'm feeling. I am feeling stress. I am feeling fear. I am feeling inadequate. And I did name those three feelings because that is what I hear the most from you, my clients. Now, if you're a frequent listener of this podcast, then you know that I teach this concept. Your feelings don't come from what's happening around you. They come from what you are thinking in your mind. So if you want to know why you are thinking, whether it's fear or inadequate or whatever, I want you to understand that it's coming from a thought habit in your mind. And we need to look at your brain and see what thought habit that is. So you can do this in two different ways. You can get a piece of paper, you can use the same one you already used, and write down everything that you're thinking about your practice for the next five minutes. That is called a thought download. Turn off your notifications, close your door, give yourself five minutes to look into your brain by writing down what you are thinking. Another way that you can do this is to talk to a trained life coach. There are two trained life coaches who do causal coaching who are dentists. There's myself and Natanya Brown. Shout out to Natanya. I'll make sure your name is on this um, this episode. By the way, she does weight loss coaching for dentists, but she does the same type of causal coaching that I do. Um, and then there's many uh, life coach school trained coaches who are not in dentistry that you could talk to as well. And you can go to thelifecoachschool.com to find any of the other coaches if you want to talk to somebody else. But just so you know, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> we could do a session and we could just look at what you're thinking. So you can do a thought download by yourself or you can talk to me. And then when you look at your thoughts, you're going to nail down what sentences are creating the feeling that you have right now. And then I want you to remind yourself that that thought isn't a fact. It's a neural habit. It's your brain thinking something that it came up with a long time ago, and it's thinking it, and it's thinking it, and it's thinking it. One that I had was, it's not enough. I was thinking that even after my practice started collecting over a million and a half dollars a year, and I was still thinking in my mind, it's not enough. Seriously, Laura, but actually, okay, let me back up a little bit. Let me be a little more compassionate to my brain. My brain started thinking that a long time ago when I was raised in a poor household and my mom was afraid that things weren't enough. So I came by that neural habit easily and it just kept going. It just kept chugging. It's not enough. It's not enough. And that sentence was stopping me from enjoying the fact that I had a very successful practice. Here's some other sentences that I hear from female dentists who are practice owners. This is hard. I'm too busy. Susie's practice is better than mine. 
She's doing more procedures. She's collecting more. She has a second practice. She has more new patients. She has prettier cases, which let me warn you about social media on this. Dentists like to show off their best cases on social media, and it's exciting and fun. But we see their best cases, and we compare them to whatever it is that we're embarrassed about in our own practice. So be careful of that one, extra careful. Now, what I want you to do next, and this will help you deflate your belief in this thought, is I want you to separate out the cold, hard facts from this story you've been telling yourself or this this belief and this neural habit that you've had. So for me, when I was thinking, it's not enough, I had to look at my bank figures and I had to say, this is how much I collected last month. This is how much my expenses were. Um, this is how much I want to earn this year. And those are facts, okay? I have set a goal to earn this much. I have collected this much. My expenses are this much. Those are cold, hard facts, and they don't create the same type of emotion. And it gives me an opportunity to have new thoughts about that thing. So what I want you to do to decide whether your thought, your story that you've been telling yourself is a fact or not, is pretend you're in a court of law and you are saying that sentence to the whole world. Now, if everyone in the world will agree with you that what you are saying is a fact, then you can keep it as a fact. But if there's even one person you could come up with who would disagree with you, then it's a story. And that means it's optional, which is the best news for you that I can give you because that frees you to be a, your brain to think something new. So, for example... But Susie's practice really is better than mine, Dr. Laura. She is collecting more than me. Okay, so that's someone's story, right? And I'm going to say to that person, okay, well, have you looked at Susie's expenses? Have you looked at how much she works? How much time off is she taking? Because you might find that Susie is a workhorse that never gets, to, gets home before 8 p.m. Or works on Saturday mornings. Or she has too many employees, and so she has all this money that she's bringing in, but she's not keeping any of it. So this is my way of helping you see that you can deflate a thought. You can be a devil's advocate with your own thought. And then allow yourself to decide. If you That thought that's been making you feel bad, allow yourself to let go of the gremlin thought. Give yourself permission not to believe it anymore. And I will tell you that that takes some practice because you're going to have to hear that thought in your head at least a couple hundred more times and recognize that you decided that that was an optional thought and that you weren't believing it anymore. The reason you're going to have to hear it again is because your brain has a habit of thinking it. So you have to be with yourself and let yourself say, no, no, brain. Thank you for offering that, but it's not helpful and I'm not thinking it anymore. Now the next part is how we go from recognizing what's been creating what we don't want and moving to creating something more intentional. And I don't have time to teach you that part, but I have good news for you. 
which is that I have decided to do a webinar. I am going to gather all of my little ducklings that I've been trying to help for these years, and I'm going to do a live webinar where I'm going to explain how to create the feeling of love for your practice or excitement or whatever it is you decide. But I'm going to give you a hint. If you love your practice, it all comes together. All right. So what I want you to do is if I have kept your attention this, this whole time, you are my person that I am trying to help. And if you are open to this, what I want you to do is I want you to go to my website right now and sign up for this webinar because it's after you hear this message or this podcast, I'm giving it like a week later. So we only have so much time to get you all registered. So I want you to go to loveyourpractice.net and then just scroll down. You'll see a picture of me and scroll down and you'll see an action button halfway through the, the website that says register for a webinar now. Okay, click on it, get the instructions, put it on your calendar. I'm doing it on a Thursday evening to try to include as many of you as possible. And then show up to my webinar and let's talk about the rest of this. Let's talk about how we can direct your feelings so that you can have the practice that you're dreaming of and you can literally love it. And if you decide to buy a piece of equipment or CE or a consultancy, it will be in a place of intention. All right, ladies, that is all I have for you today. I will see you on the webinar. Take care. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.